Welcome back to the Dancing Squirrel Tacos podcast. I'm your host, Heather Bremer, and I'm excited to bring you yet another fantastic guest this week. But before I do, I wanted to go back and give you a little insight into my trip to All Elite Wrestling in Indianapolis. It was a fantastic show from start to finish. Before the show, I actually got to go talk to Jurassic Express, one of my favorite tag teams with Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy, who, by the way, is Jack Perry, who's the son of 90210's Luke Perry, as well as Luchasaurus. We also got to hang out with Adam Page a little bit, which was fantastic. And then it was time for the show. We got a fantastic match between Nick Jackson and Pentagon Jr., one of the best singles matches of the year, without a doubt. And the main event did not disappoint. John Moxley versus Darby Allen was brutal and terrifying, but it was a joy to watch. And thankfully, Darby is doing okay. He landed on his head awkwardly uh, in the final move in the match. And I uh, was a little worried that we had seen Mr. Darby uh, meet his maker, but he uh, is up and skateboarding again, so I think he's doing okay. Kudos to All Elite Wrestling for putting on a fantastic experience for wrestling fans and for proving that you can give the fans what they want and still tell fantastic stories and still push wrestlers who are unknown. And I, you know, I can't wait every week to watch it on Wednesday nights. So I encourage you, if you're at all interested in wrestling, if you haven't tried it out yet, you definitely want to tune in. Well, we will move on to our interview for the week. He is the deepest voice of an iconic country supergroup, one I grew up listening to when I was a little girl uh, in my parents' station wagon. My mom would tell me when a very popular song from this group came on that I would sit in my car seat and I would sing and I would drum to the song. Um, So it is a thrill to me to welcome Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys, who are on stage at the Paramount Theater on December 11th. That interview is next. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Dancing Squirrel Tacos podcast. It is an honor to introduce you to this week's guest. He's a member of the legendary country and gospel group, the Oak Ridge Boys. His voice is instantly recognizable as the base of the group. And he and the rest of the Oaks will be bringing their annual Christmas tour to the Paramount Theater in Anderson on December 11th. His name is Richard Sturman, and Mr. Sturman, welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much, Heather. It's certainly a pleasure for me to be able to talk to you and to all your 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 readers and your listeners out there. Now, before we get into the specifics of the Christmas show, I wanted to talk a little bit about your life before the Oak Ridge Boys. You joined the group in 1972, but prior to that, you were a member of J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet, where you had the opportunity to sing on stage and record with the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis. Then you were offered the spot with the Oak Ridge Boys. So what made you choose the Oaks in the face of those two opportunities? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. And you're right, you know, for, for about two years Prior to joining the Oak Ridge Boys, I sang with J.D. Summer in the Stamps Quartet, and I sang with the King of Rock and Roll. And back then, you know, Elvis, he, he was the biggest star in the world. There's no doubt about it. And his tour was the biggest tour in the music business. So being a part of it was very, very exciting, you know, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I, I have some very fond memories of the times I spent with Elvis. 
I got to know Elvis just a little bit, and it was a special time in my life. However, while I was singing with Elvis, apparently on top of the world, I got a phone call one day from William Lee Golden of the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, he's a gentleman in our group, you know, with the uh, long, big, long white beard right now. You know, he did, but he, back then he did not have that beard. He was like clean, he was cleanly shaven. He was like, uh, you know, Mr. GQ back then. (laughs) He called me and he said their bass singer was leaving the group and the Oak Ridge Boys wanted to know if I would be interested in the job. So here I was, you know, uh, apparently on top of the world, as I said, singing with Elvis, but I had to make a decision. At the same time, I was a big fan of the Oak Ridge Boys. I really, I really enjoyed their music and, and the stuff that they were doing back then. And I really believed that the group had a great deal of potential. So I, I wanted to be a part of it. So I made that decision, you know, to leave Elvis and to join the Oak Ridge Boys because I really believed I was doing the right thing. I, I, I was following my heart, you know, and, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, a lot of people question my decision. You know, how could you leave Elvis and join the Oak Ridge Boys? But as I said, I really believed I was doing the right thing. And I think time has proven, you know, like when you look back on the last 47 years now, you know, I think time has proven that I did make a pretty good decision back there, you know, because so many great things have happened to me, not just me personally, but all four of the Oak Ridge Boys. We've had such a great career, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really been a special time. So, so I, back then, I think I did make the right decision. I think you certainly did. As you said, you've been with the group 47 years, and a lot of groups have come and gone in that time. What do you think has been the key to the longevity of the Oak Ridge Boys? Well, you know, I think there, there are several things involved. You know, I, I think uh, first and foremost is probably the fact that we love doing what we do. You know, every night we, when we're on tour, we still look forward to getting up on stage, taking our music live to our fans and to our audiences. That has not changed. <clears throat> we are actually still having fun doing this. You know, so, so I think that's, that's, that's important. But you know, there are several reasons. You know, when we walk on stage, I don't think there's a group that brings more history onto the stage than we do. You know, our group goes back to the Second World War. You know, uh, there, there was a, there was a group back then called the Georgia Clodhoppers that would actually go to Oak Ridge, Tennessee and entertain the people there during the Second World War that were, developing the the atomic bomb you know it was top secret stuff these people could not leave uh for security reasons the georgia cloud hoppers had security clearance so they could go and entertain these people on a regular basis as a result of going to oak ridge regularly they became known as the oak ridge quartet you know and 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 that group continued singing you know, until the middle 1950s, you know, uh, as, as the Oak Ridge Quartet, where they were regulars on the Friday night Grand Ole Opry here in Nashville at the Ryman Auditorium. The group then in the 50s was disbanded and reorganized. At the time of the reorganization, the name was changed to Oak Ridge Boys, uh, and that's obviously the name we retain to this present day. Uh, none of us were from that group either you know William Lee Golden was the first guy to join this group in in, in uh, 1965 Dwayne Allen came in 1966 
I left Elvis as we talked about, you know, in 1972, and Joe Bonzel came in 1973. So we've been like this, you know, since 1973. So we have a lot of history behind us, and we have a, a sense of wanting to continue that history on. So that that's one thing that propels us, I think, to to continue the history that the group has. Uh, you know, we also have a special relationship that exists between the four of us. Over the course of the years, we've become the very best of friends. You know, each man in the group is different. Each man brings something different to the table. But I think that's part of our appeal. I really do. And, uh, and, and I think we learned a long time ago to respect that difference. And we, 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 I think we all realized a long time ago that we need each other. So we pull together as a team. You know, we're a true brotherhood. We really are. Uh, and, and, and like I say, we've become the best of friends and, and, uh, you know, uh, we have a respect for each other. So I think that relationship that exists between the four of us is also a factor. And then, you know, in recent years, we've, we've gone into the studio and created new music. I think new music is part of our longevity as well. You know, we've, Recently, we've been working with a, one of the best producers, uh, the most in-demand producers in Nashville, a, a, a young fellow named Dave Cobb. And he's taken us down some roads musically that are very, very special. So I think the new music puts new life and new energy into us and then into our show. So I think that's a factor as well. So there are many reasons, but I think first and foremost is the fact that even after all of these years, we still love doing what we do. You said you're still touring, still putting out albums, uh, including the 17th Avenue Revival last year. How has the business changed? How has touring changed uh, since you started? Well, you know, actually, it has not changed that much. You know, we pretty much approach things the same way we have approached things for years. You know, you get on the bus and you, you travel down the road and you go from one day to the next. And, 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 and so... So, you know, we have, you're right, we have seen a lot of changes, though. You know, the, our, our business has changed. The music has changed. Uh, you know, uh, you know, when I, uh, listen to country radio now, or when I watch the award shows, I can sometimes understand why we don't quite fit in anymore, because mm -hmm. the music has changed. Uh, you know, uh, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think, uh, I think, you know, we've had a lot of good young, talented people that have come into our business and they have, uh, they have made the, our business bigger and better. They've taken the bar and they've raised it several levels, I think. So, so I, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I think it's a good, a good thing, you know, uh, and now we're, we're kind of considered classic country, <laughs> but that's okay with the Oak Ridge boys because we're, we're still having a good time. We're, 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 you know, we're working a lot. We, we play 150 days a year and we're still hanging in there. So, so even though things have changed, uh, for the Oak Ridge boys in a lot of ways, it's not that much different for us, really. Are there any current acts that catch your eye that you like to listen to? Well, there's several out there, of course. You know, uh, uh, I think we all say we love Chris Stapleton. You know, uh, he, he's also produced by Dave Cobb, our producer, and uh, some of the stuff he does is really wonderful. You know, I, I saw like, the brother brothers Osborne the other night at the Hall of Fame show. Those guys are really, really good. You know, so I think they're one of the newer acts that I think uh, uh, impressed me quite a bit. Now, the Christmas tour is in its 30th year. What brings you guys together each year during the holidays for this tour? Well, it's something that we love doing. You know, we we started doing this. It's hard to believe this will be our 30th annual 
Christmas tour. <laughs> so we've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, believe it or not, we got the idea to do a Christmas tour many years ago from our good friend Kenny Rogers. You know, Kenny, uh, you know, was a big, you know, he was a, really a good friend to the Oak Ridge Boys. And he put us on his shows, and we toured with him, you know, quite a bit back in the, back in the days when we were just, just really coming on. And uh, he put he 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 started a, his own Christmas tour many years ago. He put us on his Christmas tour, and I remember one night while we were out there singing Christmas songs with Kenny Rogers, we all came after the show. We all looked at each other and we said, "You know, I think we can do this <laughs> ourselves." So we decided to, to the next year to put a Christmas show together that it just so happens it coincided with the fact that we recorded our first Christmas album back then too. So, so, uh, we put a Christmas tour together, you know, uh, 30 years ago and it has over the course of the years, it has grown, you know, it's really become the biggest part of our year. Uh, and, uh, and I think over the course of the years, we've kind of become known for our Christmas music. We now have eight, Christmas albums that we just completed our, our our eighth Christmas album, you know the Oak Ridge Boys Down Home Christmas, which uh, is, is being released this week. So so you know the, the Christmas music means a lot to all four of us, and, and and the Christmas tour has become a very big part of our year. And so it just wouldn't seem to, to be right uh, to have a year without the Oak Ridge Boys getting together, rehearsing, putting a Christmas show together, uh, you know, and going out there and touring. So. Uh, that's what we've done for 30 years, and, and this year will be no exception. What can fans expect to hear from the new album and the tour? Well, you know, the, the new album was, was, was uh, produced by, uh, by, as I said, by Dave Cobb. And, you know, over, we have, we have, over the course of the years, we've recorded just about every Christmas song that, that is out there. You know, we have, all the traditional Christmas songs, you know, from White Christmas to Jingle Bells, you know, All Holy Night, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and this year, you know, we got together with Dave Cobb and, and our record label, and we decided to do something just a little different. Uh, and so, so there are a couple of traditional songs on this, on this album, but a lot of the album uh, is comprised of brand new songs written by some of the new young writers in country music in Nashville. Dave Cobb, being a very hot producer, he has access to a lot of these young writers. And they wrote songs, especially for the Oak Ridge Boys and for our Christmas album. So this, this, so there's a lot of new fresh material on this new Christmas album that we will be adding to our Christmas show. And we're very excited about it. You know, we, we've been rehearsing quite a bit. And it, 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 it's it's uh, it's going to take a little more work this year than in past years to get all these new songs into the show. But we're working hard, and we're excited about bringing this you know you know down home Christmas tour to Anderson. We're looking forward to it very very much. Uh, you know, I can speak for all the Oak Ridge boys, and I can tell you we're excited about coming your way. Well, you certainly have a beautiful venue for it. The Paramount Theater is just a gem of downtown. Um, well, well, we we're well aware of that because we have been there and we know it is a beautiful place. You know, it's, it's, it's you know it, it it's got a lot of character and there's not a bad seat in the house. So we're we're excited about coming your way. Do you have a favorite song from the Christmas tour? Uh, a favorite song? Well, yes. well, let me let me. I think the best way I can answer this question is to tell you 
even though it is a Christmas album, there's a special song on this Christmas album uh, that is not a Christmas song. Uh, as you probably know, back last December, we sang Amazing Grace at the funeral of President uh, George H.W. Bush. You know, he was a dear friend to the Oak Ridge Boys. We met him 35 years ago when he was still the vice president of the United States. You know, we, we were singing on the lawn of the White House at the for a congressional barbecue for President Ronald Reagan. And while we were doing a sound check, uh, uh, you know, that afternoon, back in uh, way back there, 35 years ago, 1983, I believe, uh, that we were doing the sound check, and this tall gentleman came walking across the lawn. He walked up onto the stage, and he inter- introduced himself as Vice President, you know, George Bush, which he did not have to do. You know, we recognized him immediately, and he, he said that he could not be at the show that night, and he said, uh, he said, but fellows, would you be willing to do me a couple of songs right here, right now. And we said, sure, Mr. Vice President, what would you like to hear? And he started naming album cuts, deep cuts, the songs that were not hits. So we realized that he was a big fan of ours, you know, and we proceeded to give him a little mini concert way back in 1983, right there on the lawn of the White House. That day, we established a friendship with him that, uh, that, uh, it lasted until he passed away, you know, last December. And uh, we got to know him and his, his lovely wife, Barbara Bush. They were just wonderful people. You know, it has absolutely nothing to do with politics. You know, it, 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 we just became good friends because they were good people. And while, he, while President Bush was in the White House, we would sing for him many times. After he left the White House, we would continue to sing for him over the years. And the four Oak Ridge boys and our four wives Many summers, we'd go to Kenneth Bunkport, Maine, and hang out with George and Barbara. We would give him many concerts right in his little, you know, right in his his living room there, right on the ocean, you know, a beautiful place. And of course, he always invited the neighbors over. You know, he, he was always a very special time. And but every time we performed for President Bush, there was always one thing in common: he wanted to hear his favorite song, which was "Amazing Grace," and and. uh before he died, he asked us if we would sing Amazing Grace at his funeral. And we promised him, yes, Mr. President, you can count on us. We will be there. We had no idea, however, <clears throat> that last uh, December, it was going to be in the middle of our Christmas store. We were in Spokane, Washington, of all places. And after the, our Christmas show that night, we had to get on a private jet that was donated to us by a dear friend, which made the whole thing possible. We flew to Houston. Got up, got there early in the morning, just in time to freshen up. We went to the church. We met George W. Bush and 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 Jeb Bush, and the president's sons, and other members of the Bush family, and uh, and they thanked us for doing this for their father. We sang "Amazing Grace" at President Bush's funeral. Went back to the airport, got on a private jet again, and flew back to Kennewick, Washington, where we did a Christmas show that night. Uh, <clears throat> all of that, you know, in a, in about a 24 hour period without any sleep, really. Uh, but, so, but we were able to pull it off. I think the good Lord gave us some strength to do it. And I think, and, and we did not miss a date in the process. But the most important thing is 
we kept our promise to President Bush. You know, he always taught us to do the right thing, and we felt like that was, you know, the right thing to do. So we sang Amazing Grace at President Bush's funeral, and, you know, that was seen around the world, you know, on TV. And since then, so many people have commented on that. And so we've been doing Amazing Grace at just about every one of our shows ever since then, and our record label asked us, to put Amazing Grace on our Christmas album. So it it is not a Christmas song, uh, but it, is, it will be a, a very special bonus cut on, on uh, the Oak Ridge Boys Down Home Christmas song. Christmas album is what I'm saying. It's such a moving song, and that was such a special moment during that process, especially for the Bush family, I imagine. So what are your plans after the Christmas tour? Looking at the schedule, it looks like you guys don't slow down at all. Well, you're right. We do not slow down. Now, right after the Christmas tour, we will take a two, two or three-week period of time off because, because the Christmas tour is very demanding and it's very exhausting. So we have to take just a little bit of time off. So, right, you know, we, we even though we do a Christmas tour every year, we always make it a point to be home for Christmas Day, and and we've never, you know, actually worked on Christmas Day because it, we feel like it's important to be home with your family. You know, family is very important to the Oak Ridge Boys, so we will be actually be home on Christmas Day, and then after that, we take two or three weeks off, and uh, some of us take vacations. You know, I, I'm, I'm planning to go to the islands. <laughs> you know, the first week, first week in January with my wife and, and our two daughters. You know, and and. Uh, so, and everybody kind of does their own thing and has their own way of relaxing, you know, for, for two or three weeks period there. And then about the middle of January, you know, we we start right back in, you know, and 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 and, and we go on and on, you know, uh, you know, next year, uh, you know, we average 150 days a year, as I said, and we that next year is already filling up. We already have over a hundred days booked next year. So, so we do not we do not plan to retire. You know, we I don't think we know how to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we you know after a brief vacation after the Christmas store, we we're going to get we're going to jump right back in it and continue doing what we love doing. So, with no retirement in sight and almost fifty. Now, I think I think we have to be realistic. You know, <laughs> no, nothing lasts forever, including including the Oakridge boys. But I think as long as the good Lord above continues to allow the Oak Ridge boys to enjoy good health, you're going to see us out here and you know doing this because this is really what we love doing. Is there something on your musical bucket list that you would like to accomplish that you haven't yet? Well, you know, I I don't know. You know, we we have accomplished a lot over the course of the years and I think I think we just want to we want the good Lord to allow us to continue, as I just said, continue doing what we do, you know, as long as we possibly can do it. You know, I, I think in, re- in recent years we have recorded some music that is uh, very meaningful, you know, especially uh, our album 17th Avenue Revival. It's very meaningful music that is, is touching a lot of people's lives, touching a lot of people's hearts helping a lot of people get through difficult times in their lives. And I think we want to continue doing that. We feel like we're doing the, the good Lord's work out here. And we want, to, we want to continue doing that as long as we possibly can do it because it's, it's, it's really what we feel like our calling in life is. And so I think that's the best way I can answer your question. Well, Mr. Sturban, it has been an honor to have you on our show. I've been a big fan of the Oak Ridge Board since I was a toddler. Uh, my mom tells me that I used to sing along to Elvira in my car seat. Uh, so it has been a great joy for me to have you on the show. 
Well, thank you so much. And, and, and let me say one more thing. You know, even though we're bringing our Christmas show to Anderson, you mentioned Elvira. You will definitely hear Elvira. You know, people always ask that. You know, even though it's a Christmas show, will we still hear Elvira? You're, the answer is yes, you will. You will hear me do giddy up a um papa, um papa, mau mau. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings great joy to my heart. Well, well good. Thank you again for joining us. Remember, you can see the Oak Ridge Boys on stage at the beautiful Paramount Theater in downtown Anderson on December 11th for the Down Home Christmas Tour. And don't forget to check out the album. We'll be back after the break to reveal next week's guest. Stay tuned. And we're back on the Dancing Squirrel Tacos podcast Thank you so much to Mr. Sturban for joining me on Dancing Squirrel Tacos. It was a blast to talk to him and to kind of reach back into my childhood and, and bring back some of those favorite memories of mine. You know, I love discussing with him the Oak Ridge Boys promise to President Bush to sing Amazing Grace at his funeral. I thought that was such a touching moment. Uh, it's such a great story. So thank you to the Oak Ridge Boys. I hope everybody goes out and sees their Christmas show at the Paramount Theater on December 11th. So I guess that means it's time to reveal our guest for the next episode of Dancing Squirrel Tacos. And that would be a fabulous female director. She has done a documentary on Mark Bauman, who happens to be from Indiana, and his journey to bring awareness to the environment by trying to walk across the country. Her name is Julie Sokla, and she will be here with us next time. So stay tuned. And remember, we're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one.